We are waking up with you slowly. Charlie and I, it is nine minutes past seven o'clock. I'm doing double duty today. In case you're wondering, Al is off. Al Shock, our regular newsman, on Sunday morning. So I'm running down the newsroom, getting together your newscast, running into the studio to host this show on health along with Charlie Weiss. It wouldn't sound like you're complaining now, would it, Susie? No, I'm explaining. Mostly. Ah, see. see, so I was late getting to the weather forecast. I come flying down here. I even got here early, parked inside, under the ground in the heated parking. That, you know, that should have been the move. I didn't even think of it. You know what? I'm, li- I'm living the good life this morning. A lot of people are not living the good life, though. They have been suffering with RSV, with COVID, with influenza. I mean, there's just a lot of people sick. There was a story uh, recently nationally, uh, actually internationally, the WHO talking about people celebrating over the holidays and the number of people who died of COVID, like 10,000 over the holidays because people were just kind of letting loose and having fun and not really thinking about it. And we have seen that in the Twin Cities as well with these respiratory illnesses. So we thought we'd invite to the program Dr. Caitlin Eccles-Radke. She is uh, an infectious disease specialist as specialist rather at Hennepin Healthcare. Good morning, Dr. Eccles-Radke. Do you mind if I call you Caitlin or would you prefer I call you doctor? Caitlin's fine. Okay. This morning. Yes. And how are you faring in this cold? Oh, you know, not too bad, although I woke up and my, my heat temp was a little bit lower than it was supposed to be, so I may need to be making some calls after this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so far, fingers crossed. you got to wear a lot of sweaters around the house. Yep. Yeah. So what are you seeing at, at the Hennepin Healthcare in terms of the those respiratory illnesses? Yeah, great question. You know, it's everywhere right now. I think just like you mentioned, um, post-holidays when people get together and spread all their germs, um, you know, obviously it's happy times and good to see everybody, but um, things spread. So we're seeing a lot of um, colds, some COVID, some flu. I'm an adult physician. Uh, I don't do pediatrics, but I know pediatrics is seeing a lot of RSV. Not that we don't see it in adults, but it's just not quite as common. So, yeah, stuff is going around. That's for sure. A lot of people have had stuff that's lingering. Do you know what I mean? Like they still, after three weeks, have a tickle in their throat. They're still kind of coughing. You know what I mean? So what's that all about? You know, sometimes that's actually somewhat common after certain viral illnesses. Um, you know, so everybody's body's a little different, right? And some people recover a bit quicker. Some take longer, um, whether it's kind of post-nasal drip after your infection or just a little bit of bronchitis or inflammation in the airways. Uh, it just takes time sometimes for these to clear, even if you're not infectious anymore at that point. Again, you are listening to the Health Hour on WCCO Radio, Dr. Caitlin Eccles-Radke with Hennepin Healthcare, and we're talking about infectious disease, RSV, just the sickness that's been going on. And we want to make sure people remember, I forgot to say this at the onset of the program, you can call. This is your opportunity to call and text 651-461-9226. Again, 651 Five one four six one nine two two six. Maybe you are someone who is going through this right now, or still coming out of it. Is it what is it getting to the kids as well? I know I 
you know, sometimes we see our young community getting hit really hard with, with some kind of respiratory illness. What are you seeing on that front? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I am not directly associated with the pediatric division at our hospital, but I can tell you just looking, keeping up on the Department of Health reports and things, there's a number of school outbreaks. They actually have a, a nice website that reports sort of number of hospitalizations for flu and other respiratory illnesses. They report long-term care outbreaks, school outbreaks, et cetera. So, um, it, yeah, it's stuff is going around. That's for sure. And the kids as well as the adults. What is your recommendation to people? Like, how do you know when you come in? Are you seeing people come in, do you test right away for COVID? Or what is the thought when someone is sick? Because I think when you get sick, whether it's a cold, I mean, I had a I had a sinus infection in the last couple of weeks, and I tested like three times just to make sure I didn't have COVID. How important is it when we're sick to know if we have COVID or not, or just ride it out? You know, that's a great question. I think for, for people who are um, kind of middle age, uh, healthy, don't have other medical issues, you know, I, I personally would like to know. So those home tests are such a good thing to know if you have COVID versus something else. That said, I think if you're healthy otherwise, the chance that you'll get really sick from this um, is pretty low and it'll just run its course. So as, So you could forego it. Um, as long as you're, you know, resting, staying away from others, hydrating until you feel better and making sure, you know, you don't have fever anymore and that your symptoms are resolving. Now, that said, a lot of people, again, like to know. Um, and, and I think it's helpful to know just to, to kind of figure out how long you should isolate. So there are the home tests. I always tell people from a COVID standpoint, um, if people don't know, there's the COVID.gov site that the U.S. government has. And, and every household can order free four tests, four tests for free. Um, and then also, uh, in addition to your doctor's office, the Department of Health has a telehealth program uh, for COVID, and, and it's on their website online, so people can go in and get tested and treated. Um, the testing, it's all free. Uh, treatment may cost something with insurance, but um, but if people have trouble paying, they have a patient assistance program. So most people don't need to pay much, if anything, at all. So I think the good news is there's lots of resources out there to know. Um, the situations where I, I would recommend people get tested, of course, is if you feel sicker than kind of the run-of-the-mill cold flu. If someone's having shortness of breath, uh, if someone is has other underlying issues with their immune system or heart or lung issues, you know, things where they could get sick quickly, those are the times when I would really recommend people get in, get tested, um, because there are treatments in certain situations that can help decrease virus levels in the body uh, and help them from getting really sick. Again, you are listening to Dr. Caitlin Eccles Radke. She's with Hampton Healthcare, and we're taking your calls and your texts at 651 461 9226. Again, that is 651 461 9226. It is just about 16 minutes past 7 o'clock. We'll take a break here, but want to remind you that this is an opportunity if you're sitting at home and listening, and maybe you're one of those people who have been sick. Maybe you have a question for a loved one. Love to hear from you. This is an opportunity for you to ask the doctor a question. We will be back right after this on News Talk 830 WCCO. It is 721 on Sunday, 
morning. We're waking up with you. Hopefully you're having a good morning. Hopefully you're not sick. Say, uh, we are talking about sickness, though, with Dr. Caitlin Eccles-Radke with Hennepin Healthcare. She is an infectious disease doctor, and we're talking about people that are getting sick, post-holiday sickness, and just in general. And we invite your calls and your texts at 651-461-9226. Steve is on our news line, and he has a question. He's calling from Ham Lake this morning, where it's very cold. Good morning, Steve. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for your time. I'm 72 and a cardiac patient. Two and a half weeks ago, I got tested positive for influenza A, but negative for RSV and pneumonia. Now, I've had all my shots, including COVID, pneumonia, uh, my flu shot, basically everything possible. I'm left with the impression that the the, the vaccine that I took isn't working. Um, and I'm not sure why or if that's even accurate. But I'll hang up and listen to see what you have to say. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Really appreciate it. Remember, 651-461-9226 if you also want to call in with your question. Uh, Dr. Dr. Eccles-Radke, do you want to answer that one? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, I hope you're feeling better, most importantly. Um, And it's a great question. We get it all the time. People say, hey, I had my flu shot, but I still got the flu. What's that all about? And You know, the important thing to know is no vaccine is perfect, right? The flu vaccine gets made each year to um, anticipate the strains that are coming out for the upcoming winter. And and so they're never 100%. You know, in fact, they usually sit in the 55 to 60% range and even sometimes lower. So then you might ask, well, what the heck? That seems not very good. And maybe why should I get my flu shot? Well, the flu shot is still good. And I say that because helps activate your immune system to see that virus early when you're exposed to it and fight it off. And so what I would say for this gentleman in Ham Lake is that it's really, really good that you got your vaccines because had you not had it and you'd gotten the flu, you may have gotten a lot sicker, especially with underlying medical conditions. So know that even if you get your flu shot, you can still get the flu, but that's not a reason to not get it. Um, It really helps decrease the severity of illness, the duration of illness, um, and so they're still they're still effective, if not perfect. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. If you have a question for the doctor, the infectious disease expert, a texter writes in this morning. How do you know the difference between food poisoning and stomach virus? Oh, that's a great question. And so um, food poisoning often comes from bacteria and then viruses, uh, you know, the stomach virus, like you said, can have very similar symptoms. You know, often food poisoning will come and go within a short period of time, say 24 or 48 hours, whereas the stomach virus might last a little longer. And you actually probably can't always tell the difference right off the bat because the symptoms are similar. Fever, vomiting, uh, diarrhea, stomach cramping, um, all of the above. If you can, if you can ride it out at home and you can keep with your fluids and rest and just eat light things, um, you know, not not kind of overwhelm your system, um, it should pass in time. If you don't get better, you know, that's the time to seek care. Or if you can't keep up with fluids and are getting dehydrated, that's the time to come in 
for more support. All right, very good. 651-461-9226. We are talking to Dr. Caitlin Eccles-Radke with Hennepin Healthcare about sickness. She is an infectious disease specialist, and we invite your calls as well. A texter writes a short time ago, now that RS, now that there is an RSV vaccine available for prenatal and with infants, is it, um, I guess, is it to use anymore? I guess she wants to know the difference. This is from Deb in Maple Grove. Synagis used oh, anymore? Okay. Is that a drug? S-Y-N-A-G-I-S? Oh, sure. Let me go through. So the new RCV vaccine is really great. We haven't had this before. Um, it's currently approved in, in pregnant women. Um, and what that does is really it gives baby protection after birth. So we give it to pregnant women sometime in kind of the 32 to 36 weeks of pregnancy time frame. And then baby has protection after birth uh, for about six months while, while their body's learning to make their own immune system and antibodies. Um, so that's really, really quite cool. The other option, if mom doesn't get that RSV vaccine, is uh, there's a drug or a medication called a monoclonal antibody. You may have heard that term with COVID medicines and other situations, too, um, for babies that can be given during respiratory season to help them, to help prevent them from getting sick with RSV. So that's kind of one subset. The other subset of people um, that we are discussing the RSV vaccine in are older adults, so 60 years of age or older. Um, and it's really a discussion with your doctor. You know, it's interesting. There wasn't the vaccine ACIP who recommends, uh, you know, guidelines for vaccines said it's not a blanket recommendation for every single person over 60, but it's really worth a discussion with your doctor. So if you have underlying medical conditions like heart disease, lung disease, um, diabetes, other things, immunocompromising conditions, you know, things that may make you sicker quicker, um, you know, you should for sure get it. And then you know, in my opinion, I, I, I am pretty, uh, I'm a huge vaccine advocate and, and pretty, um, a pretty huge proponent of them. So I have a, it's very rare that I would say if someone wants it to not get it. Um, but again, worth a discussion with your physician based on your underlying issues. Six five one four six one nine two two six six five one four six one nine two two six. If you have a question for Dr. Caitlin Eccles Radke with Hennepin Healthcare, this texter writes, "I am this one. I wanted to hear the answer to this one. Good morning. Can a sinus infection be either bacterial or viral? I just had one, and <laughs> do you know which one it is? And what would your recommendation be?" Great question. Um, uh, it can be either. So that's a really good question. It can be a virus, which usually just runs its course and you don't need treatment. You just need supportive cares like, you know, rest and fluids and, you know, over-the-counter medications to help with your symptoms like congestion or runniness and cough and all of that. Um, sometimes they can be bacterial, that's for sure. You don't really know the difference at the beginning. And in general, my recommendation is Presume it's viral because that's more common. Treat it with symptomatic care. You know, it's going to take a handful of days uh, to improve over time. And as long as you're seeing improvements, there's no need to go in. There's no need for antibiotics. You know, we, we see a lot of overprescribing of antibiotics in the clinics and, and misunderstandings about viruses versus bacteria. All that said, 
if if you're a week into your illness and your symptoms of your sinus infection are really no better, then go talk to your doctor because there's a chance that that could be a bacterial infection and that you might need an antibiotic to treat it. So I usually kind of say seven days as that that window period. And if you're not getting any better, go get it checked out. All right. Another texture writes at 651-461-9226. What is the difference between a cold, bronchitis, and RSV? Oh, all good questions. So let's kind of walk through those. So a cold is just a general term for that mix of symptoms that you get with like a runny nose or stuffy nose, a cough, a fever, all of that. And a cold is a general term that can be caused by various different types of viruses usually. So we call the rhinovirus, different sort of coronaviruses, um, adenovirus. There's a whole slew of viruses out there that can cause a cold. Um, the second question was about bronchitis. Bronchitis is a, it's more of a symptom. It's, anytime you hear the word itis, that stands for inflammation. So inflammation of your bronchioles or your bronchial tree in your lungs. So, so some of the airways in your lungs. Those can get inflamed as a result of a virus or bacteria. Um, and so that's sort of a, a term explaining that, that symptom. And then the third thing was RSV. And RSV is a short short way of saying respiratory syncytial virus. So that's one specific virus out there that can cause respiratory issues. Um, We can see wheezing, we can see pneumonias, we can see bronchitis, bronchiolitis, um, all of that. So they're all sort of different terminologies for various types of things that can happen to your lungs when you get infected. All right, very good. It is 7.31. We are going to take our bottom of the hour break. We're going to give you an update on this forecast that is bitter cold and dangerous. And when we get back, more of your texts and calls, too, if you want to jump in, 651-461-9226. There are a number of text questions still to get to, and we'll do that after this on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. It is 7.36. People getting ready for church, getting ready to go outside. Eight below zero if you're just tuning in. It is the health hour. We are here for you. 651-461-9226. So happy to have you with us if you're up and about. Some people I talked to said they're not going to go to church this morning. It's just too darn cold. So there's that. 651-461-9226. Our guest this next half hour, Dr. Caitlin Eccles-Radke, an infectious disease expert with Hennepin Healthcare, We're talking about a number of things health-related, and we are inviting you to be a part of the show as well. Uh, we had a text question earlier in the first half hour of the show about a person who has, what are we talking about, Charlie, the heart question, right? Yep. Okay, I'm finding it on the screen here. Sorry about that. I lost just one down and then those four texts. Okay, one down and those four. My husband was supposed to have heart surgery on January 5th, but was canceled because of a cough. Then it was rescheduled to January 15th. He went to the clinic and tested negative for COVID and influenza. Also had no pneumonia, but his RSV test came back positive. So now surgery has been rescheduled to January 25th. He had a kidney transplant 15 years ago, and it always takes him longer to get over issues. He's gotten all his shots, 
I think this is RSV for the first time. He went to the clinic. Is there anything he can do to get over his cough so he can have the surgery? That's from Marie. Thank you so much. Sorry it took me a while to put it all together. Doctor? That's that's a great question, and I'm sorry he's dealing with all this illness and, and other medical conditions. You know, RSV usually lasts, you know, people get symptoms maybe about four or five days after they're exposed, and then it often can last a good two weeks, but the cough can linger a little bit. So while I recognize it's probably frustrating and obviously, uh, you know, the need to have this heart surgery is, is a big deal, it I would defer to your doctors on on sort of how long or when it's safe to actually undergo that surgery because you wouldn't want to undergo it too soon. Um, in terms of things that can help you improve more quickly, you know, for adults in RSV, once you have the infection, um, there's not a lot of great treatments, unfortunately, to help clear it more quickly. It's just sort of rest, fluid, time. You know, if your breathing is having trouble, of course, go in, make sure you can get treatments and make sure your oxygen levels are okay. Um, but if your breathing is, is overall okay and you're just kind of getting through getting through a cold, if you will, um, it's just rest time and symptom management. You know, going back to the comment about medications, there's, there's a newer treatment that's approved in children with RSV. Um, there's an older drug that's approved in, in adults as well, um, but the effectiveness is, is not great, and so it's not something that we use routinely in adults. Um, and so really, yes, supportive care is coming back to that, you know, making sure your breathing's okay, making sure you're getting enough fluids, making sure you're resting, treating your symptoms is really, is really going to be the way to go. Um, in your situation and continuing to have dialogue with your with your heart surgeon and your other doctors to make sure everything is safe to proceed uh, is going to be really important. I was going to ask you, RSV, it stands for respiratory, what is it? Sensitial. And Okay, virus. The question is, is it new or like I don't think I've heard of it. Is it rarely new on on the scene, or has it always been there? Nope, it's been around for a long time. And again, I, th- I think the the area you're hearing about it a lot is in pediatrics with kids, um, because kids, newborns, and and little ones are the ones who get it a lot more frequently. Again, not to say adults can't get it, but it's just not as common. Um, in the adult population, unless people are old, older, you know, over the age of 60, 65, have other medical conditions, et cetera. Um, most of the time in, in an adult, if they were to get RSV, it's just like a run-of-the-mill cold and you don't even test for it, so you don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the R, the COVID-19 booster. Um, are you still recommending that people in their 60s get that? And where do you know? I think I saw on um, the news hour last week with my mom that the low numbers of people who are getting the vaccine is that a concern? Yeah, that's a great question. So, as I mentioned earlier on the show, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for vaccines because they can protect you from illness, either in general or or from severe illness, you know, and bringing it down to a mild case. And there is a lot of sort of um, misinformation or people just aren't clear what to do this year because um, things are different than during the pandemic when lots of stuff was information was coming at us. So currently the current booster, if you will, or, or just the current vaccine is um, 
focused on the more recent strains. So you should, everyone, not just over 60, but everyone should go in and get their COVID vaccine this winter if you haven't had it yet. You know, it takes about two weeks to kick in, but the best time to get it is now with all of the increased rates of illness going around, um, as well as your flu shot. And I think moving forward, my understanding is that there's going to be a COVID vaccine, just like there's a flu vaccine every winter, every kind of respiratory virus season, and that'll be updated each year to to target the current strains. So again, everybody should get their vaccine this winter if they haven't had one from about September until now. Uh, they're out there. You can get them at your doctor's office. You can get them at local pharmacies. Uh, it's really important. Six five one four six one nine two two six. If you're just tuning into our health hour this Sunday morning, we have Dr. Caitlin Eccles Radke with Hennepin Healthcare talking about RSV, COVID, pneumonia, bronchitis, whatever your illness is this morning. A texter writes, "Good morning, doctor. Are there any vitamin supplements you might recommend when you do have the flu or COVID that could help?" That's a great question. You know, I think earlier in the COVID pandemic, there were a lot of talk about different vitamins. And, you know, I think if you're if you're feeling sick and you aren't able to eat a vitamin, just like a multivitamin supplement is fine, but there really isn't great data to say specifically, you know, this vitamin will help you and get you well faster. Um, but again, you know, if you're eating a, a normal, healthy diet, we have lots of good vitamins within our diet in, in American culture. And so I don't think they're necessary, but like I said, I don't have any qualms usually with someone taking a multivitamin each day. And especially if they're not eating well there, that might be a good idea. All right. Another texture writes, what is the current research saying about masking and what is your recommendations for patients with upper respiratory infections, including COVID? Oh, another great question. So, you know, I think, um, I think the landscape now is obviously different than when we were in the beginning of the COVID pandemic in the thick of it, right? But in general, masks are a great tool along with washing your hands, staying away from people if you're sick, you know, all just like the really basic infection prevention tactics that we even, you know, talked about before the pandemic at times are still important. And so I, if you're sick and, you know, Going, let's say you have to to the grocery store. Let's say you have a cold or something. You're not that sick, but you're, you know, you need to run an errand or something. I would wear a mask, right? You know, you don't want to, you don't want to get anyone else sick. Um, and if you're in your household, it's not a bad idea either or at work. Um, I think if you're trying to prevent illness, there's, there's no, no shame in masking either. Mm -hmm. And I will say actually at Hennepin Healthcare, we went to, um, masking with patient-facing encounters just before the new year because all of the rates of infection are going up. We had people, employees out sick, you know, and we want to make sure we have a, a strong, healthy workforce to take care of our patients. So we have been masking there, and, and that'll be short-lived. It won't go on for forever. Once the rates up, we'll, we'll drop that. But um, I think if you're thinking about a mask because you're not sure, it's not a bad idea. All right, and this one. I received a COVID vaccine late September. Is it too early to get another one or does that last? How long do they last? Um, assuming you got the newest vaccine, so the COVID 2023-2024 vaccine, 
in September, you should be good for this respiratory viral season, and you won't need another one until they come out with, you know, next year's one, like like the next year's flu shot. So you should be good there. If you got an older strain of the vaccine, uh, I would go in and, t- and talk to your doctor about getting the updated version. Okay, very good. 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. We're going to take our final break and get more of your questions in. And we might also change topics just for the last couple of minutes because I do have a question for you about another health concern. We'll do that after this on News Talk 830 WCCO. And we're back with the final segment of the big show today. My name is Susie Jones. Hope you're having a good morning so far. I do have to say, Charlie, we got a fun text from our listeners who left Clark Field, Minnesota, where it was 15 below, driving to the Twin Cities, where it's warmed up to 12 below. They can't wait to get here. (laughs) Thanks for listening this morning on this chilly day. We have with us on our news line, Dr. Caitlin Eccles-Radke with Hennepin Healthcare. She is an infectious disease specialist, and we have just five minutes left, Caitlin. And I wanted to ask you about your work with HIV, particularly when it comes to the encampments. Uh, explain what's happening, the outbreak, and what you're trying to do about it. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's really tough to see. We, with a lot of the encampments, we're seeing um, increased spread of the HIV virus over the last handful of years. Um, and, again, I'm going to take a step back and say anyone is at risk through sexual activity or, or you know, bloodborne exposure. Um, but we are seeing in the encampments, increased rates of IV drug use, and when people share needles, they can spread the virus. And so um, there's a lot of work going into uh, working to stop that between testing so people know their status and can get on treatment right away. There's a lot of great work happening, um, not just through Hennepin Healthcare, but really with the Hennepin County Outreach Programs and Hennepin County Public Health um, to go into the encampments and make sure people are getting the services they need. And the last thing I'll say about that is um, there are medications out there for prevention. And so if we can reach people who may have a risk for acquiring HIV virus, um, there are, are medications that can be on even one pill a day, which is, is pretty awesome. Um, that is, what is uh, PrEP? Taken every day. Yeah, PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. That just means taking a medicine in advance or every day to prevent getting an infection. Um, and so there are a couple of different drugs we use PrEP, two different pill options. Um, and then there's actually a newer one that's a shot or an injection uh, that's every two months or so. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really great, actually, to prevent infection. And you said that was there's some element of challenge to that to get that to the people that are out there in need of it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I see people in the office, and so uh, people come to me for care. But what the great work, like I said, that Hennepin County Public Health and outreach workers are doing are trying to trying to get out there and help people, um, educate people, get them into care. Uh, yeah, get them maybe even to the hospital so, themselves. Uh, yeah, we just it really lost. is. You're, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. But let's invite people to get 
any questions they have answered and call Hennepin Healthcare or go online. Hennepin, what is the email for you guys or the website? HennepinHealthcare.com? Yes. Hennepin Healthcare. (laughs) I have to think about it. I never go to my own website. That's all right. We'll figure We'll get it on our. For people listening to, I know we kind of shifted gears a little bit toward the end, but want to remind folks you can listen back if you miss something and you want to hear what Dr. Caitlin Eccles Radke had to say. Our. Our, our email is wccoradio.com, and we'll have the whole hour up. So if you miss something, you can be a part of it and listen to it that way and get the information. Texters writing in, great show, a lot of really good information. So we really appreciate your coming on today um, because it is— oh, you're welcome. It is— uh, your job is is never dull, right? There's always something. That's true. <laughs> There's always <laughs> something coming. And, you know, we have about 30 seconds, but— the Back to COVID, I mean, I just know that that thing has evolved and mutated so much since its onset, and that really does keep everyone on their toes. Yes, that is true. And just a quick update, hennepinhealthcare.org okay. is our website okay. for anyone who wants to get any general information, find a provider, et cetera. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time today. Again, All our right. Guest, you as well. All right. Happy New Year, Dr. Caitlin Eccles-Radke. HennepinHealthcare.org. We've got our money show coming up. Your money after this on News Talk 830 WCCO.